Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked on Race podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays are on the West Coast. First, the Diamondbacks, then the Mariners. But uh, business at hand with the Diamondbacks, a three-game series against a team that is in first place in the National League Central and should be a fun matchup between both of these teams. Uh, You look at the Diamondbacks, and uh, they are – very fun to watch, at least offensively. Talk about a doubles, triples, stolen base machine of a team that doesn't strike out. So the Rays defense and the pitching staff will certainly have their work cut out for them. But uh, I always like it when uh, the Rays face some new blood, be it the Diamondbacks or another organization. I get tired of, quite frankly, just facing the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. It's nice to see some new jerseys, some new, uh, some new stadiums, and just uh, new players to watch, like Corbin Carroll and so many others. Yeah, this whole new schedule of everybody facing everybody, I think it's so good. It's so cool to see players that you only hear about sometimes. Like you know, when would be the the next time in in the old schedule that race fans would be able to see them play? against Corbin Carroll right in like three four years like the dude might, might already have like a couple all-star uh, nominations like this is really awesome that y- you get to give baseball fans the opportunity to get to know other players from from all over the uh the country and I always really enjoy Diamondbacks against Rays um matchups because it's been kind of a um 180 for of their experience of fandom, you know, Diamondback fans were treated to awesome teams right from the beginning, right from right. the get go and really amazing moments. And then it kind of petered off. And then the Rays were completely opposite, just a whole decade of, of nothing. And then really good things started to happen. So it's always good to, to see this, this matchup and it'll be really interesting. So, the schedule as it's presently set up with the pitching matchups will have Taj Bradley going up against Zach Gallen, who is virtually unhittable at home for tonight. Uh, Wednesday, Zach Eflin versus Zach Davies. And Thursday, I have TBD versus TBD. Um, and then just looking at the Diamondbacks a little bit more closely, this franchise has not made the playoffs since 2017. So really rooting for them to have a good season, maybe not so much against the Rays, but uh, later on after this series. But um, they are fifth in baseball in team OPS, fourth in doubles, fifth in triples, third in stolen bases, and the third fewest strikeouts. Uh, pitching staff, 21st in team ERA, sixth in defensive run saved. Um, And I know that we'll get into uh, somebody named Evan Longoria. You may or may not have heard of him at some point, but uh, what I'm really excited to watch, who I'm really excited to watch is Corbin Carroll. Um, Mr. Do everything. And I don't know if he has a 
a weakness to his game. It's funny. We talked yesterday about, hey, is there a guy who compares in the the speed, the power, the defense department across baseball to Jose Siri? And Corbin Carroll may be that guy, but Corbin Carroll is so much more of a complete player, complete hitter so much more refined. I mean, there's a reason that the Diamondbacks gave him, uh, you know, $111 million contract across eight years. So he has really upped his game because coming up as a prospect, you know, he's a smaller guy, five foot nine, five foot 10, 165 pounds, give or take. Uh, he was really known as a uh, slash and dash hitter. He's going to be a, a, a slap leadoff hitter, if you will. And then he's really come into his own and and elevated his game from the power perspective. So all across the board, his numbers are really impressive. And then going down the list, you've got um, another, you know, quality players on this roster, at least offensively with, with Walker and Marte and Gurriel and Perdomo. Um, It's a, it's a solid group. It is. Uh, And you hit it right there, man. I mean, Corbin Carroll has become an MVP type player. Um, f- for this year, and and it's again, it's going to be really exciting for race fans to get that opportunity to get to see a player like this. Um, but it's the hitting for the Diamondbacks. I mean, they're really their offensive group is really really good. Yeah. Um, they've done impressive things, and if they and if you don't believe it, just look at the standings, man. I mean, they, they're keeping other really good teams away from first place, like the Dodgers, like the Giants, um, the Padres. We've saw them. They 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 have a wagon. They have underperformed. But the names on the paper are are impressive uh, on that lineup. So they're doing really good things. The pitching is not as good, and right. it, there is definitely a a difference in in outcomes and performance on what has gone from either side of the ball. Uh, of course, uh, they get their best pitcher uh, to face uh, the rookie for the race. Tosh Bradley is going against Zach Allen, like you mentioned. Um, so that's a tough matchup. I'll, I know right. Taft Bradley is coming from a career high six innings, eight Ks, two punches on 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 every pitch that he has, which is great. Um, but Zach Allen, twenty six point four K rate, which is not that high. Um, but he's also not going to be walking a lot of folks. One point oh nine right. whip. So he is just a really really good pitcher. Uh, let's see if. The race can get something going from the top of the lineup. Uh, I mean, it's it's really um, Wander, Ron, Randy, and Yandi. Like those are the guys that you you should expect to see more production from from Zach Allen. But maybe there's a Jose Siri moment uh, waiting. Right. For yeah, uh, it's really been the Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly show. Um, them really eating and taking care of business, and then after that, it's sort of been patchwork, from my understanding. But uh, Corbin Carroll, I mean, we all like to talk about Wander Franco. We all like to talk about Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis and Ronald Acuna and Vladimir Guerrero. We need to be uh, adding Corbin Carroll to this list of of great, great young players. He's not even 23 yet. He's 22 years old in 310 days. And already in 2023, he has a 3.6 war, 16 homers, 23 stolen bases, 290 batting average, 369 on base, 558 slug, 927 OPS, 152 OPS plus 59 runs scored 41 RBIs. I mean, do I need to go further? He is uh, a machine and going to be, I think very, very good for a very, very long time. Yeah. He's good. He's already a, on his first uh, year, he's already a 30, 30 candidate. Like 
that's unreal, man. Like, good yeah. for him, good for Diamondbacks fans to have this kind of renaissance. Um, again, there's no, from my side particularly, I, I don't feel any animosity uh, uh, towards the Diamondbacks at all. On the contrary, I I, I like them, and I, and I would like them to do well just because they're an expansion team, and I really did enjoy them beating the Yankees in the 2001 World Series. Don't judge me. Yes, that is very fair. All right, we have more to discuss, but there is a guy named Evan Longoria on the Diamondbacks roster. But first, we have to tell you this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head over to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to what they call My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money will be returned. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Ulysses, uh, are you getting ready, geared up for a possible Evan Longoria appearance in nostalgia action, albeit in a Diamondbacks uniform? You're looking forward, I would assume, to that open, upright stance, that calm demeanor and swing. Maybe we might see a, a double down the line or a homer to left center. We could see he is at 37 years old, still playing a little bit of third base, perhaps a, a diving stop to his left or right, even if those moments happen against the race. I will never root against Evan Longoria. Against Evan Michael Longoria, you just do not root. If you're a true race fan, if you saw his career entirely with with the Rays, I can't see you saying, "Oh, I hope they strike out Longo." No, no, fam, that, that that's not me. That's not what I have. That guy gave me way too much happiness for me to root against him. Um, I don't know if I'm the only race fan that feels like this. I do not think so. Uh, I would be a good poll to to say, do you do you root for Longo just for Longo? Obviously. Um, I think so. I think more, most race fans would agree that they, they wouldn't want anything bad to happen to, to Longo at, in any game, even yeah. against the race. Um, I, I think, you know, I was, I was getting prepared for the show. I was thinking baseball's, you know, not to get too romantic here, but baseball's beautiful, man. It really mm -hmm. is because you get to see, if you're lucky, and you got to see and you remember Evan Longoria as a rookie in 2008. The call-up. The color. You will have gotten to see rookie Evan under the wing of Eric Hinsky and Cliff Floyd. And now you get to see rugged veteran Evan Longoria taking Corbin Carroll under his wing. Yeah. That is that is the beautiful thing about, about baseball, man. It just comes full circle. Exactly. So I, I'm I, I'm excited to see him. And I hope he every time he's up at the plate, I'm not going to root against him. Yeah, and it just shows the 
staying power and how good and elite of a player that he's been to still be chugging along at 37 years old, 15, 16 years in the league. And I don't know. I mean, I don't kick myself, but I just wish and, and think and, and hoped that if he could have stayed healthy, you know, for a full two or three seasons with the Giants, mm-hmm. um, we'd be talking about future Hall of Famer Evan Longoria. He's already ninth all time in homers for third baseman with 341. And then you add in the other accolades of gold gloves and all-star appearances and playoff appearances and everything that's tied into that. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. I think he's around 15. I I saw this on Twitter. I forget who I saw it from. He's like around 15 doubles away and maybe some 10 or 15 homers away from joining Adrian Beltre as the only two players to have ever gotten 450 doubles and 350 home runs. Yeah. Ever. So, yeah, you're right. Like, he, I think he has a French case for a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, entrance. I think, I yeah. think he has a French case. But like you said, just if he had gotten two full healthy years with the Giants, it wouldn't be like, a, oh, I don't know if he is. Or you're trying to reach little data points. Like, it would just be like, nah, you got to give him the Hall of Fame. Like, it's right there. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where... I don't want to say that the drop-off wasn't as precipitous as Andrew Jones, but it was just a case of not being able to stay on the field and stay healthy, which happens when you get into your early, mid to late 30s. And um, But when he plays, um, he's, he's still showing that he can be productive, especially against uh, left-handed pitchers uh, nowadays. He's kind of in that quasi- part-time platoon role, whatever you want to call it, but he certainly plays a a positive role. And I'm glad you brought that up about baseball coming full circle with Evan from being a rookie to now being that rugged tested veteran. And I said this on last week's show, um, or maybe, yeah, I can't remember, but basically the, the maturity level of Evan Longoria, I think was so evident early on. I mean, almost, I mean, I just get the, Maybe I'm misremembering here like Roger Clemens, but even in 2008, going into 2009, 2010, he had that it factor. He had that controllability. He had that, okay, he can be the the spokesperson for the organization where I don't think, and I don't know if Wander Franco is ever going to be ready uh, to handle that role, but Evan Longoria had it. He had whatever that, that quality was and you know you talking about longo memories we can we can kind of weave in and out um of them with the conversation talking about leadership i think there was a game in 2010 against the diamondbacks if my yeah. memory serves me right it was against the diamondbacks at the trop there was a ball hit into the outfield into the gap left field gap and bj upton kind of looked like he wasn't given in his 100 he was kind of given an 80 percent mm-hmm at the end, uh, they they take the out, whatever, uh, and they come into the dugout. And Longo kind of goes up to BJ and says some words like, hey, man, you can't be doing that stuff. Like, that's not okay. And then yeah. BJ just goes at him. Shields has to, like, take BJ, BJ away. So, like, they had, like, a little – but Longo yeah. was just to the point. He said his thing. And then as soon as BJ started getting um, kind of loud, he just walked away. Yeah. 
He was like, diffuse the situation. I'm not going to engage. Um, that's him as a, what, 23-year-old? Right. As a 20, like, that's that's Tash Bradley age, man. Yes. That's younger than Shane McClanahan. And he's doing that stuff. Like, Longo was just a unique guy that just had all the right tools way earlier than you usually see them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's not a case of being a bad teammate or berating a teammate. That's being a good teammate and standing up for the franchise and the clubhouse as a whole and not letting issues like that slide and matriculate. And, okay, all right, then that gives everybody else free reign to give 60 70 80%. So that's literally stepping up to the plate and taking control of a situation and not – I mean uh, – yeah. I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. And going back to your point about fringe hall of famer with Evan Longoria, I would hope at the very least he can stay on the ballot for more than a year, couple years. Yeah. Don't, um, I don't know. Don't Kenny loft in this thing and you know, get, uh, you know, become ineligible after the first year or whatever it is. But there's certainly a lot of good, great Evan Longoria moments to go around. Um, is there one, or two that stick out to you in particular? I, I think there's the obvious ones, but um, I didn't know if uh, you want to mention or, or highlight one or more of those. Uh, I want to do one just because I, I I don't know if this one gets a lot of love. The 2012 season was a very frustrating one for the Rays. You have the best starting rotation in franchise history. And now after all the injuries that happened this year, now we know it'll remain the best starting rotation this year. It's not going to touch it um, with all the injuries uh, that happened this year. So you have an, an amazing group of pitchers. The offense was kind of all right. They had a really good, you know, 90 win season. They don't get to the playoffs. Um, because for a long chunk of the season, Evan Longoria is completely hurt. You have Will Rimes taking at bats for the Rays. Okay, Will Rimes. If you don't know that name, good for you because you didn't have to suffer through those at bats. I I think that takes away that that uh, that cements the fact that Evan Longoria may not have been. I mean, we could talk about six, seven, eight, nine war player. He thirty war player. His value to the team. (laughs) Unreal. Unreal. If you look at the record with and without Longo in the, he was kind of like the judge there. Like, honestly, uh, in that time, like the the offense rolled with him. And when he comes back, obviously they they start winning, whatever. But the last game against the Orioles at the Trop, he does something very cool, which is a three homer game. I mean, he goes three for four, three home runs. It was such a cool, like, send off for the race fandom to say, Hey, we didn't get to, to the playoffs, but we do end on a really happy note on, on Longo coming back this season and, and hit three homers and in a day, it was really cool. Yeah, no, that's great. And of course there's the others with, which we'll get to some listener comments here of game 162, game 60, uh, game 163, the cycle, everything tied in with that. But um, just big picture here, um, him being, you know, from 2008 onward, the, the the face of the franchise and putting the Rays organization on the map from being on the cover of a video game, 2K10, from doing Gillette commercials, from really ingraining himself into the Tampa Bay area, open up opening up a, a restaurant, uh, multiple restaurants with, with duckies. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's just, 
a, a lot of that there. And, and that was really the year of, there's a reason why that the, the team began to foster a winning culture when Evan Longoria got called up and from them, uh, from then onward. So uh, just a lot of, a lot of really, really good moments. And um, it's hard to, to put them all into words, but I just, I just like the, I just reminisce a lot about him being tied and in, in with the roster of, of, Crawford and Upton and Pena and the pitching staff. And it was just a, a new era, a new day for Rays baseball. Yeah. And I would like to say, just like Topkin did, um, nobody's ever worn three ever again. And I don't think anybody should. No. And I don't think anybody yeah. will. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's um, very fair. So, all right. Uh, getting to some comments here from the listeners. Uh, we put it out there on social media. The Rays visit the Diamondbacks and Evan Longoria this week. So let's get the conversation going. What were your favorite moments of Longo in Tampa Bay? Uh, Ty McCann, OG listener, says, outside of the obvious, I would say the cycle in Houston, his first hit against Baltimore and his first postseason home run against the White Sox have always stood out to me. Alligator Max says the home run against the Yankees to punch our ticket to the playoffs. Uh, Howie in the house says, I feel like there's one right answer to this question. And then uh, other comments we have here from Tampa Bay fan in Japan. Also another dedicated listener of ours. Game 162, 2011, hands down. Adam Moffitt says, aside from game 162, it's this for me. And he has a screen grab of uh, basically Evan Longoria leaving him tickets at will call for his off day. Like that's, that's pretty cool stuff as well. That that was back in the day when Twitter was, you know, more normal and, and not so toxic as it is today. I, I'm a more, I'm a larger fan of, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013 Twitter than 2022 and 2023 Twitter. That's Just really saying. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake Stokes says game 162 is the obvious answer, but him hitting for the cycle and his near flawless defense stick out to me. And while the team is doing great, it would still have been great to see him back in a raised uniform this year. Yeah. It's interesting. It's something we had discussed in the off season and it had been known that Longo was going to play in, one of three places. It was either going to be in San Francisco, Arizona, or Tampa Bay because he has homes in those areas and has connections and ties to those areas. So it would really be, I mean, I, I'd love to see him in a raised uniform again. I would just um, like to see how, if the dynamic of this roster would change in any shape or form if he was on it. Um, so there's that as well. And then uh, Caleb says, him complaining about attendance, LOL. So he would be vocal about that at times. So you know what? Like, I I don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, good. I think every time that he he did say something about it, it wasn't like, oh, it's the fans. I think it was just yeah. like, hey, I wish we had more people. I yeah. wish we had more people in the stands. And like, who wouldn't want more people in the stands when you're a professional player? Like, you're not pointing the finger at the fans. You're also just saying, hey, it'd be nice to have somebody cheering for us as we're more than, you know, 90 win plus team. It's going to be great, man. Uh, uh, again, yeah. Longo is the guy for Tampa Bay race fans. Um, there is a lot of work 
to be done by any other race player if they ever even want to begin a debate. To begin a debate, you need to do a whole lot of things to say that you're the best race player uh, because that that, um, moniker is reserved for Evan Longoria. I mean, short of bringing at least one, maybe a couple rings to the franchise, because again, I I don't think there's enough value placed on him being part of the transition from a all-time losing franchise to one of the most respected and revered franchises in all of sports. I think he was a huge part of that uh, winning approach, not just based on what his numbers would showcase at the end of the season, but um, based on his relationship with the front office and Joe Madden and, and getting everybody else in line, it, it started with him. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a lot of pressure on him too. I mean, I remember when he got called up that, I, I don't know if it led off sports center, but I remember it being a, a big, big focal point. Of course they had fun with the Eva Longoria, Evan Longoria connection and tie in, but um it was it was like you're the dude to to take this team to the next level first round pick um i think third overall third and overall yeah the first pick that this steinbrenner uh the steinbrenner the, the oh, yeah. um Stu's, uh sternberg uh what is it called uh, the front office team uh, ownership group. management yeah, yeah. management group, yeah. group yeah that was their first pick was evan longoria yeah evan longoria man like that's 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 crazy that it all kind of began there. Uh, look, again, it's going to be a fun series. Maybe we'll see him start. If Shane McClanahan starts the third game of this series, which would be on Thursday, uh, then that he will definitely get that um, that start against the lefty. But maybe Shane McClanahan, after his uh, early exit, they might give him a, an extra rest day. So we might not see that happen. But whatever. Any time that we get to see evan longoria on the field uh you cannot count me at count count me out for rooting against him i will yeah. be always rooting against evan longoria i don't and what's really cool not to go too long here but i know when he was in san francisco like he was never afraid to not try something new or take advice from the coaching and analytics staff it was like okay we might be able to adjust your launch angle and if you use a lighter bat and if you change your swing decisions a little bit here and there, um, it could elevate your game to some extent. So it's not like he was so stubborn in his ways because if there's a guy who had the affordability to be that way of, no, I'm Evan Longoria. Look at my career track record. I can, I don't have to change a thing, but right. being willing to, to listen. And I think that was a big thing too. Of course, the Rays were very forward thinking and progressive with the shifts and you know, everything that they did that was, um, you know, flew in the face of traditional baseballisms for him to really embrace that was a big thing as well. One more thing, yeah. because you cannot we we focused to the defense. The defense was flawless every time. Imagine being so secure about any ground ball, any any ball hit to the to the third base side for a decade and knowing it's going to be made. It's going to be made like, yeah. where do we have that now? Taylor walls. I don't know. Not, yeah, not quite the there yet, like, but, but the Taylor, Taylor walls though. It's like, where is he playing? You know, second, right. short, third, like there's not like one 
you know, base right now in the infield that you're like, oh, it's going to get caught. Longo gave you that for a decade. And not even that. The 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 coming in barehanded, throwing the first so clean or the diving uh, plays to the shortstop side. But even better were the throws to start a double play. And then they his throws to second base. Chef's yeah. kiss. Always to the chest, man. Never a bad throw to second. He was the best. He was indeed. All right. Uh, hope you all enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.